It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. It's a big night all around the country, all around. Oh, Big this is party light. night. Yeah, yeah. You see your high school friends. Yep. Make some bad decisions. Make- it's all there. <laughs> it's all there. So glad to have you with us. We have a ton to get to today. And you know what, Perlov? I think the New York Jets are making a huge mistake. Shocker. The New York Jets always make huge mistakes. This is another <laughs> one. And benching Zach Wilson today, a young quarterback who was taken second overall by the team, who's played a grand total of 20 games. 20 games for the Jets. That's not much. That's not many at all. Nope. So to draw this line in the sand now because he had a bad game or two bad games against the New England Patriots, like newsflash for the Jets, young quarterbacks struggle against Bill Belichick. And maybe you could say, well, you didn't like his post-game press conference because he didn't take accountability. Well, you know what fixes those kinds of mistakes in a Mm -hmm. locker room, Perloff? Right. Winning. Winning a football game. You are favored this weekend against the Chicago Bears. Still not sure if Justin Fields is going to play. The Jets are a four and a half point favorite at home. This is the perfect opportunity where you can win a game basically by handing the ball off, you know, 30 times. You can win this game, take some of the heat off of Zach Wilson, and maybe try to build up a little bit more confidence in the kid. This move to undercut him now, his whole future with the organization is in jeopardy. It's a mistake. So, you know what else is nice? What's that? Especially around holiday season. Oh, yeah. Making the playoffs. They're 6-4. and four. This is a winnable game, and I don't know if it's winnable with Zach Wilson. Mike White's an older. I mean, listen, he's not Joe Flacco old, but he's a little more established. My eyeballs say Mike White's the better quarterback right now, and I don't think that's a crazy hot take. So you desperately need to win. Forget confidence. Forget Zach Wilson's future. You can make the playoffs this year, and that has to mean so much to Robert Sala. This is a Jets franchise that hasn't done anything in a long time. The other thing, too, are you sure you really want to build Zach Wilson's confidence and keep him around? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it's, okay. I know he's young and it's been two years, but are you already thinking about, hmm, let's maybe move on? Okay, well, if you are going to move on from Zach Wilson after 20 games, yes. it, the, he played 13 last year, he's played seven this year. If you're going to move on from Zach Wilson after 20 games, that is just as much an indictment on the front office and the coaching staff as it is on the player to... Basically, take this kid second overall. If you don't think he has the talent, what did you see exactly on that BYU tape? What did you see that made you think he was going to be a better quarterback than, say, Justin Fields? You or screwed something? up. You move on. It's called sunk cost. Well, but also, does not, does the coaching staff not have to wear this at all? I mean, clearly they thought there was some talent in developing. Do we think Zach Wilson was, what, partying Cabo? I know we got the jokes about him, you know, having a relationship with his mom's friend. Does anyone think he wasn't studying, that he was, you know, not taking this seriously, that he's mailing it in? Why can't the coaching staff, why couldn't they have coached him up? You're going to move on after 20 games. Well, I mean, I think it is kind of funny right here. Robert Sala is Mr. Defense. I think he kind of doesn't wear this. It's not like Kyle Shanahan drafting Trey Lance. It's a little bit of a different situation. But so it's Mike LaFleur. It's Mike, Matt LaFleur's but Mike brother. LaFleur, nobody's going to hold Mike LaFleur. first-time offensive coordinator. Then it's Joe Douglas, the general Listen, manager. We know other teams wanted Zach Wilson that high. I think Kyle Shanahan wanted Zach Wilson that high. It's hard to... What would hard, he have looked like if he was on the 49ers? He'd probably be better, but I don't know if he would have made it. Think about Joe Douglas, the GM. Yep. I think he's done enough good things that even if he doesn't hit on this quarterback, he's still going to stay, right? 
He has like a six-year deal. So, right. And he's had a lot of good good picks, a lot of goodwill. They're 6-4 and four right now, and they're the Jets. I think that he, he'll get another quarterback shot. I think he will, too, but right. that doesn't mean they don't have to wear this. Because when you miss on a quarterback yeah. this high, everyone yeah. in the organization has to wear it. But think about if you were a manager or something, don't you want your employees to admit a mistake and move on? Do you want to try and extend the mistake? The other thing, too, think of where Douglas comes from. Philadelphia. They took Carson Wentz number two. They moved on to Jalen Hurts. Very controversial decision. Well, they paid Carson Wentz, too, so they invested a lot in him. Right, but look where they are right now. They're the number one seed in the NFC. So they acknowledged a mistake in Carson Wentz, which was not easy to do. It was really hard to do. And they moved on to Jalen Hurts. Look at the team he was at before. It was even more dramatic. Joe Douglas with with the Ravens forever. They had Joe Flacco at about 32 years old, Super Bowl MVP, and they drafted Lamar Jackson, which brings me to my Jets strategy, and let me know what you think. Zach Wilson, I think his whole season went awry in the preseason when he hurt his knee. I think it was a preseason, yeah, right? It was. He twisted his knee. He's afraid to run. This team is built for a mobile quarterback. Just like the Ravens took Lamar Jackson, they are a great defense. They're a great running team. Can you imagine if the quarterback could run? I think that would be a good team. I think they're ready to move on. That is a. F- you better be sure. You better be sure. Because at this point, I don't know how much going back there is, right? Like, if he really indeed has, like, lost the locker room, well, it probably doesn't help when the whole front office is like, yeah, we also are going to bet. (laughs) And beyond that, we're going to make him inactive. He's not even going to be active for the game. Mm. And so now you have Mike White, right? And Mike White beat the Bengals last year, was on his way to beating the Indianapolis Colts, unfortunately got hurt in the game. There's definitely a a situation where Mike White could become a Taylor Heineke type of quarterback, like what's going on with the commanders who he's now four and one. So where does that leave you? So last year, Mike White came in and did a great job backing up Zach Wilson and he was a restricted free agent. So you kept him. And then I don't know why you decided to start Joe Flacco earlier the season when Zach Wilson had a knee issue, but you beat the Browns. It worked out. Okay, fine. (laughs) Four four touchdowns (laughs) at a game. Cool. Uh, (laughs) Great for Joe Flacco. But now, okay, Mike White, you don't, now this is it last year of his deal. Let's just say, for example, he takes off. So now what are you going to do? You're not getting getting any trade value at all for Zach Wilson. That's been torpedoed. So forget about that. And now you have Mike White, who, what are you going to franchise tag him? No, what? get rid of Mike White. You and have you have a complete blank slate. You could do anything you want. If I was a GM, I would love that position. You can sign a veteran. Okay, so let's get Jimmy Garoppolo in there. Okay, you're you going to pay a lot for that. Or And you, what are you going to pick? Give me a, a spot. 18, 19? They're 18 now. Yeah, probably around there. What if an Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, one of these mobile quarterbacks I keep talking about, draft a young mobile quarterback? Remember, Kenny Pickett went at that spot. And then you have that guy in the building. Forget Zach White. Go veteran, bridge quarterback. Mike you have White, a good, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Zach White. I combined the two. <laughs> combine the two of them. So I, I think, honestly, because Joe Douglas has so much standing there and because Robert Sala has so much standing, to admit failure on a quarterback would not be the end of the world here. You just... If Zach Wilson is indeed done here, and this is indeed a bust, you could go back and say, did you guys watch the tape from BYU or did you just watch the highlights? So now you would bring in mm. a Will Levis or an Anthony Richardson who also great athletes, but what's the great tape that they're putting out there? Where's this awesome, can, anything close to being consistent? You're going to have the same kind of growing pains. Okay, maybe maybe a little different because those guys can run a little bit more. Wait till they get popped the first time in, in the preseason. Anthony Richardson? Okay. He's going to be spectacular. I saw him run 70 yards, and he outran the entire team last week. He's huge and big, and it's a totally different thing than Zach Wilson. 
they're a different thing, but you're still going to have these growing pains. Yeah, like they're, that's they're why taping a, colleges just as bad as Zach Wilson's. Have was. a bridge quarterback. Get in Jimmy G for a couple okay, years. Okay, but Jimmy G, that that's you're probably signing him to a three year deal, right? Then you're also going to take a quarterback in the first round. What are we doing here? Well, you're doing what the Niners did. You're bringing in Jimmy G. It's a formula for success. <laughs> you're <laughs> overpaying him, and you're having a guy that you drafted who just sits there. Uh, no, I, I think <laughs> yes, but that's, that's the formula for success when your first round draft pick sits. <laughs> yes. Well, I think overall things have changed with quarterback spots. Josh Rosen obviously won number ten overall. The next year they pick another oh. quarterback. And with a rookie yes. salary cap, you can do wild things at quarterback that you never, ever, ever would have done. You can move on from the number two pick after two years and not sink your franchise for years to come. But you didn't give him that $60 million contract, and you're going to have to pay Zach Wilson pretty soon. If you're going to move on, is it what's the difference if it's now or if it's a year from now? Well, the difference is, is that you're trying to win now. Right? right, right, right. That's why that's why you bench him because you're trying to get to the playoffs. Okay, and then, but then, like, it leaves you in a tough spot for next year because say it's not Jimmy Garoppolo, say Jimmy gets a better opportunity somewhere, say he doesn't want to come to the Jets, yeah. say he doesn't want to come to New York, whatever it might be. So who who else are you getting now? Oh, uh, we'll draft a guy first of all. Okay, but and then just get one of the all those guys that were in Indy. Get the Philip Rivers type. Bring in some veteran right. for one year. Okay, and these guys are making the playoffs at what clip? Well, Philip Rivers made it. He uh, made it one Car- year, and then, then they got rid of him. Then Carson Wentz almost made it. Okay, Carson the Wentz, there's no chance the Jets could bring him in. So you're oh. going to give me like a Marcus Mariota, or you're going to give me like a Ryan Tannehill? I mean, I just, yeah. you mm. you end up playing this thing like no one thinks what the Colts are doing is a good idea. In fact, we think that the Colts are basically exactly what not to do. Like you kept going to bridge guy, to bridge guy, to bridge guy, and now you're left with nothing. Jeff Saturday's your coach, and you're going to be trying to draft a quarterback and start all over again. I think left with nothing is not a terrible place to be. That means your options are wide open. That means you have everything at your disposal. Yeah, you are quite the optimist. Well, I mean, it's what is the <laughs> Japanese word for crisis is opportunity. opportunity. It's yes. because if the Eagles had not gotten Jalen Hurts in the second round, I don't think you'd be talking like this. Well, it's funny. I mean, you have to admit, moving on from Carson Wentz seems like if you look back at it, he was a number two pick, just yes, like just like Zach. Zach Wilson. But he was incredibly successful his second season, probably would have won MVP. And they moved on because I think the locker room was not there for Carson Wentz. Seems like a possible similar situation. Cut your losses. You could do that now. I know he's a number two pick, but is it really going to sink that a lot of, and don't give me this about how they didn't look at the tape because a lot of people are wrong about quarterback evaluation. I don't know. It doesn't matter how much time you study. Once you get into an NFL locker room, it's hard to predict how these guys will do. Yeah. I, I also think that there was, that's true. I also think that there has been a bit of an overreaction to the press conference. That's totally fair. And that is a very New York thing, of course. Yeah. Every word is parsed out and what's the meaning. So let's go back because the question, Connor Hughes asked the question. And I know Connor very well. He's a great guy and he's a great reporter. His stuff is airtight. Connor didn't ask the question, did you let down the team? It wasn't, did you, Zach Wilson, because you played crappy against the Patriots, did you let that down the team? It was, does the offense feel like they let down the team? Now, there's a read there where you could say, hey, maybe Zach Wilson feels like if he says yes, yeah, yeah, no, he's- then he's throwing Garrett Wilson under the bus or any of those. Let's hear Zach Wilson from the other day. Super frustrating. You know, it, is, it was a frustrating day, of course. You know, I feel like I had, I had some balls that got away from me. Um, but, you know, we got to find a way as an offense. We got to do some we gotta do some digging, watch the film, and see what we can do better. Do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. no. So he was talking, you're right, he was talking and we, he had to be careful about that answer. 
But it doesn't he matter. He did. He's last year he had nine touchdowns, eleven picks. This year, through however many weeks he's played, four touchdowns, five picks. Bottom line, success is the key component here. I don't think it was the locker room or, or the press conference. I don't think they think that they can win consistently with him well, right now. Clearly not. But I mean, I could give you through their first twenty games. Yeah. I can go back to quarterbacks who've had a lot of success, and their first 20 games were terrible. Give me some. Okay, if you want to go by completion percentage. And or you, you better give me modern guys because I do, I do not want to hear about the old NFL. Okay, is Peyton Manning too old for you? Way too old. How about Eli? Eli, who had mm. about around the same completion percentage as Zach Wilson does right now. I, yes? Any good quarterbacks that you can give me a trajectory? Josh Allen? Is that one? So Josh Allen, you're saying that, and I'm not playing up the stats, you could be right. You're telling me Josh Allen has similar numbers to Zach Wilson. In terms of, of completion his... percentage, which is what everyone's getting down on Zach Wilson about, right? He's got yeah. one of the lowest completion percentage. He has actually the lowest completion percentage in the NFL right now. I mean, come on, though. Josh Allen, what year was he drafted? He was 18. 2018. By 2019, weren't they a playoff team? Yeah, but if I'm talking about just the first 20 games. But, I, okay, I don't... Th- I have to pull up the stats, yeah. but I can't imagine Josh Allen's numbers are as bad as Zach Wilson's numbers. Well, dude I, has four touchdowns on the season. Do you want to talk? No, the touchdowns were not were not the same. But do you want to talk about interceptions? Because Peyton Manning threw what thirty four touchdowns to thirty six interceptions or whatever his first twenty games. Yes, that was pre two thousand five rule change. Everybody was throwing picks. That's it's totally different. Sport. How about Derek Carr? About the same through first 20 games. So here's the thing about no, Zach Wilson. Derek yes, Carr, if Derek, you wasn't take, Derek Carr 13-3 his second season? I'm not talking about wins. I'm talking about I'm going by completion percentage. Because that's, that's what everyone's... Give me, at least, give me QBR or, or quarterback. Uh, but right. I'm not going to give you wins because that's, to me, not a quarterback give me, stat. Because give me right now, Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback for a team that's 6-4 and four and is a playoff team and just got benched. So wins don't mean anything. Give me quarterback rating. I will find you quarterback rating. So here's the thing. If you take away two games out of Zach Wilson, if you take away both Patriots games, both Patriots games, okay, where Bill Belichick is notorious for torturing young quarterbacks. That's not just Zach Wilson. Oh, by the way, he also tortures young coaches, which he did to Robert Sala and has outcoached Robert Sala and all those guys every time they've met. So if you take out those two games or even take out, just take out the Patriots games. Okay then he would go from bottom, bottom of the NFL to at least, like, bottom third. Not wow. the Dare absolute worst. <laughs> I mean, guys, it's the, the Patriots games are skewing the numbers so down on Zach Wilson. And you know what? Belichick has done that to many a young quarterback. Here's the other part of it, though. And this is, you know, Perloff was kind of throwing different numbers out there, too, which I think the full picture is what matters. Yes, like I'm looking at Derek Carr, for example. His first 20 games, 58% completion percentage. But he also had 28 touchdowns to 14 picks. So Zach Wilson, he's completing 56% of his passes, but he has 13 touchdowns and 16 picks in 20 games. So, like, you look at the completion percentage and also the touchdowns, the interceptions, the wins, the everything. Can I also ask, why wasn't Denzel Mims on the field last year? Why, why Elijah Moore, these wide receivers who actually are talented, and for some reason we still don't even know about Mims, these guys don't play. So there's also part of this that's coaching that Robert Sala, they don't tell us. Why does Denzel Mims not play? Why Elijah Moore, why don't they play? 
They're literally not on the field for more than like a handful of snaps. I, I feel like you're reaching to go to the Denzel Mims well. <laughs> it's, it's, Denzel a receiver. Mims. it's a second-round receiver that everyone was super high on when he got drafted out of Baylor. I feel like nobody's high on Denzel Mims. Because the Jets don't play him, and they never gave you a reason why. He was never hurt. Just one quick comparison. I did look up Derek Carr. Derek Carr, through his first two seasons, had 53 touchdowns. <laughs> it's pretty Zach good. Wilson's got at 13. <laughs> There's just not production, I, I think, but... And Mike, you're a Jets fan, and at least hear me out on this one. Yeah. W- what about the running? Because I don't know how good a runner Mike White is. I know you've you've watched his game. Try to careful. That's not his game. Does can he run at all though? I mean, a Flacco mm, can't run at all. But no, I, not, I honestly, Zach Wilson probably would be much farther along if he could run. But I think he's a little gun shy this year. I, I will say Zach Wilson does run like he scrambles when he needs to. He's not like Justin Fields. He's not doing like you know Josh Allen. Picking up 12, 15. But like he's getting like six yards here, seven yards there. He was gun shy, I think, earlier in the season, but you do see him getting out of the pocket and scrambling. But part of the problem is the second that he feels any pressure, most good pocket quarterbacks will stay in the pocket, step up, step to the side, and deliver a throw. Yeah. Like Kyler Murray, Zach Wilson, the second there's any pressure, he's scrambling out to the to the sideline. And like maybe and sometimes he'll scramble. he can't even throw the ball out of bounds correctly. Yeah. You know, no, it's it's. It, I'm not painting a pretty picture. A lot of young quarterbacks do that. By a the lot way. of young. Yeah, quarter- a lot of that's yes. what I'm saying. A yeah. lot of young quarterbacks do that, and like I didn't think that what he did in terms of the locker room yeah. stuff was something you can't come back from with just a simple win. And you know what? The other thing, one of the guys who called him out is Sauce Gardner, right? Who basically said, like, this is unacceptable. And Sauce Gardner is awesome, and he's probably going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Also a rookie. Maybe he doesn't understand that it's not great to air that stuff out to the New York media because it's not nothing good's going to come of it for your team. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, that all good points. No, it's even nicer to get out of your quarterback as a touchdown every once in a blue moon. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, I can't. I think Salah's so focused. <laughs> You're asking on, too much. So focused on this Bears game, and he must. I don't you think that he probably thinks Mike White gives him a better chance to Mike win White this game? Has probably always given them the better chance. Yeah, I know. To be I, honest, and you were kind of surprised when they went to Joe Flacco. Shocked. That's yeah. a Joe Douglas Flacco love affair or something. Yeah. I can't figure that out. We want to hear from you. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Here's the bottom line. The number two overall pick for a team that today would make the playoffs has just benched their starting quarterback. Is that right? Is that wrong? doesn't even have to be the Jets for you to have an opinion on this. You got the facts. It could be any team in the NFL. Is that right? Is it wrong? want to hear from you. Plus, coming up, Ohio State-Michigan. Ever heard of it, Perloff? The game. We've got a preview. <laughs> the big game. Coming up next, 855-212-4CBS. Back on Maggie and Perloff. Interesting debate. The numbers on Zach Wilson aren't good no matter how you cut them. I guess the question is, how does he compare historically 20 years ago? But modern quarterbacks should do a lot more than Peyton Manning did as a rookie. And even 
let's say let's say Justin Fields. His passing numbers are not good, but he runs like crazy. Yeah. Zach Wilson has 94 rushing yards on the season. If you have a young quarterback in today's NFL, he should be running. So I think the Jets are a playoff team borderline. They have a bunch of easy wins. They got Detroit and Jacksonville coming up, and they should beat Chicago. They could get to 10 wins. All they have to do is beat one better team. So I think it's a matter of urgency to get to the playoffs here. I don't think they're even thinking big picture. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Rudy, who's in Brooklyn. Rudy, how are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? Feeling pretty good. Diehard Jet fan. Uh, I think the Jets are shooting themselves in the foot with this one. You know, they should have let the kid play first, second quarter, feel him out. And if he wasn't doing that good, then I'll sit him on the bench. But uh, to deactivate him and to take him out of the game totally, you know, I, I think it's too much. You know, Rudy, yeah, they're trying to embarrass him is what they're doing. Yeah, like I, said, and, I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. You know, Rudy, and you're a diehard Jets fan. Our producer, Mike Sampter, is a diehard Jets fan. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, wait, wait, wait. Do, you're saying that to pull him after two quarters wouldn't embarrass him more? That would be a disaster. To deactivate him for the game? You don't think that's obviously trying to send some very strong message toward but the you guy? Can't, I mean, you can't pull him mid-game. That's terrible. Well, pull a mid-game, lots of guys get pulled. I mean, depends what the score is. It's usually for score purposes. Yeah, but... I mean, right. Lots of guys, but not the, the quarterback only went pulled for cause. Mid-game for a quarterback is not good. It's not good, but it's not deactivated. Like, we don't even want you in a uniform. I don't know which is... I, not... think, I think you protect them a little bit more if you deactivate them. Well, they're going to be there on the sideline. Yeah. It's not going to be a picnic. Chris is in New York. Chris, what's up? Hey, I'm a huge... Jets fans die hard. And honestly, I think they have to get rid of Zach Wilson and maybe go after Derek Carr or even Garoppolo because he's not the answer. And you're ready to say that after 20 games, Chris. I understand. See, there's another part of this, and thank you for the call, where people call and say, I'm a diehard Jets fan. I've been a Jets fan my whole life. Samter's a Jets fan his whole life. You can't divorce Zach Wilson from all the other disappointments that you've had at quarterback. You can't. You it's the same thing to. with head coach. Yeah. If, if Robert Sala is a disaster, and by the way, like he's fine, but like may, has made some also critical mistakes. Like You can't divorce that from the other bad history. Nobody gets a clean slate here. Oh, geez. I think the Jets are lucky to have Robert Sala. I, you and, think and, he's made mistakes? Like, what? And honestly, coaching-wise, yeah, coaching we haven't really been that bad. I mean, like, Parcells was great. Mangini wasn't terrible. Herm was fine for a little bit. Rex was good for a little bit. Like, we've had good coaches for a significant period of time. Yeah. They just kind of petered out after a couple good years. But it's not like we've Bulls had, like— should have made the playoffs. One Bulls 10 games terrible. didn't make the playoffs. Kotite was terrible well, in, like, yeah. the early to mid-90s. Kotite was the worst. Yeah. We had him in Philly as an OC. Oh, my God. He was so bad. But oh, and the head coach, coach too, hasn't yeah. been the issue. But, Gaze. Maggie, to your point, like, the past of of your team's losing four straight Super Bowls. Yeah, to bring it's up always the with you. It's always with you, and and every single moment brings you back. And for the Jets, it's such recent history. Mark Sanchez was a top-five pick. Darnold was number three. Zach Wilson was two. We had Geno Smith was a second-round pick. It's not Hackenberg was a second-round pick. It's not like we haven't been drafting quarterbacks. We just have been drafting the wrong guys over and over and over, and they give you just enough of a glimmer to think that there's a chance that maybe there's something, and then just when, they, when, when you had that hope, then they just like, boom, butt fumble, seeing ghosts, and this. Yeah. Well, I mean, no one was saying this after Zach Wilson and the Jets beat the Buffalo Bills, where Wilson actually did have a, a good game. They they beat the Bills on the ground. That was definitely the running attack. But look at Wilson's line from that game. He was not – he he was helping. 
He I did not he throw was, a pick. He was fine in that game. I think he completed 70% of his passes that day. He was pretty bad the first. As I recall, he he picked it up as the game went along. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, Zach Wilson is on the table, of course. You're welcome to weigh in on that at 855-212-4CBS. Also, Ohio State, Michigan. Cannot wait for this one. The first time these two teams have met as undefeated since 2006. Steve is in Indianapolis, wants to talk about it. Hi, Steve. Hello, you guys. Love you. Uh, I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio. lived there for almost 40 years, and, you know, the Buckeyes rule. But uh, this year, I've watched all their games. Uh, I know Notre Dame was the first game, but they started slow in that game. Yep. They, they did not look good in the Iowa game, the Northwestern game, or the Maryland game. All three of those games were not in hand until – into the third quarter going into the fourth and sometimes later. Uh, this team has a, a troubling habit of a slow start, and I think I think if they don't have ten points on the board by the end of the first quarter, they're going to lose this game. Uh, they, you can't have those kind of starts against a team like Michigan. The only thing that may save them is if that running back is out. But I've got a bad feeling about this game when you look at the, the way this team is slow out the gate. And being slow out the gate, I think, should be a bigger detraction when people are talking about how good this team is. It's not mentioned very much. But, but Maryland, Iowa, and Northwestern were kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Steve, I understand. But, Steve, have you ever – when's the last time you had a defense like this? Though? It's huh? aggressive. When have you ever had a defense like this? A defense oh, that could do fan, more than just rush passer. It's a fantastic passer. defense, and it's a good offense. But again, bottom line, when you distill it all out, as a team, they have they have troubling starts. They're Steve, definitely not your. They're not the Ohio State from three years ago. It's a great point, Steve. Appreciate it. It sounds like you're on your way somewhere. You seem like you're rushing somewhere. I'm walking the dogs. There you go. Love it. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate you, Steve so much. We're going to really break down this game like from top to bottom, Perloff, mm-hmm. and we are going to talk about it with our next guest. Ryan Leaf is going to join us coming up in a minute because we want him to weigh in on Zach Wilson. Yeah. Because uh, Ryan Leaf had the all-time sick burn. He won it, the internet yesterday. And you, That's not hyperbole. This might be the greatest tweet I've ever seen. I, I'm like, it's not that I wouldn't expect it. I know that Ryan is funny, but it came like it's just out of nowhere. Here comes Ryan Leaf. Just well, Ryan is funny. No he can also be very serious when he's talking about serious topics. That's true. That's why I was a little out of character. <laughs> it was great. Somebody we'll made him mad. Yeah. We'll bring that to you in a minute. Ryan Leaf is going to join us in a minute. We'll talk about Zach Wilson. How can he turn his career around? And also uh, about the game, of course, at Michigan, Ohio State. Ryan knows a, a thing or two about rivalries. This was an awesome moment for all of us yesterday, and it was just Ryan Leaf setting the internet on fire. Yeah. Ryan Leaf won the internet yesterday, and he joins us now. Ryan, of course, former NFL college quarterback, host of the Straight Line on Points Bet USA. Ryan, can I like go back through the tweet from yesterday because you had all of us dying laughing? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it, you know somebody passed it along to me. I thought it was. I, I get sick and tired of people trying to compare me to other players. I, my career was an absolute dumpster fire. These young kids have not done the same type of things that I did. I was this obnoxious child and never took any accountability for anything. Now, 
What I did see in the reaction after that game with Zach Wilson, there were some similarities. There very much was. Mm. I mean, he had every opportunity to take accountability for it. In fact, he got the biggest softball of softballs from the reporter to simply, you know, say, yeah, yeah, you know, it was, it was that we did let down the defense. In fact, I let down the defense, and I got to be better, and I'm not going to let it happen again. Those types of things are easy to do. You just don't feel it in the moment because you have so much humiliation, so much embarrassment, and you're just so self-centered about, you know, what you have to be. And, and that, I, I can relate to that completely. So the thing with the Internet yesterday is somebody tried to, you know, rope him into to my situation. Wait, Ryan, can I read it? <laughs> can I, just for people, if you didn't see it yesterday, someone put basically the top 13 picks from the 2021 draft and said, in hindsight, it's unbelievable how hard the Jets fumbled the bag, right? Which is slang for like screwed up. Uh, someone replied and said, I really can't believe we picked the Mormon Ryan Leaf, obviously a Jets fan. And Ryan said, yes, you can. You're the Jets. It's what you do, which is a hilarious response. And this guy said, you know, respectfully, Ryan, shut up, blah, blah, blah. He went on. And you said, I've had a better life than Jets fans the last decade, and I spent three of those years in prison. Respectfully, of course. Ryan, it was amazing. You don't you you share your story a lot, but you generally don't dunk on people on the Internet. It was a great moment. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I've gotten to a place now where I'm really, you know, in the business that I work in, you know, I, I, I spend my days being an analyst and sometimes being critical. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm sick and tired of people making comparisons to, to me and these young quarterbacks who haven't yeah. got a chance yet. I mean, yeah. I, was, I, I was absolutely, uh, like I said, a dumpster fire, right? I, I was a child and how I dealt with stuff. But, I, but I, New York Jets fans, you've got to understand, like, by him getting benched today, it's going to be all about – how he deals with it because I dealt with it the most negative and, and toxic way you can. And I was out of the league in a few years. So uh, I I'm a, was a little surprised that they benched him. He must have not been willing to like really kind of walk it back and maybe step in front of the cameras today or, or yesterday and, and say like, Hey, I, I was really uh, embarrassed and humiliated. And I, I just, I wasn't ready to answer those questions in the right way. It was, and be sincere about it. And clearly he must have not been willing to do that because I, I am surprised that they sat him down because I really think that Robert Sala and maybe the organization really got pressured by outside influences mm. through this process. Or maybe it was inside influences. Maybe it was his teammates that were saying, hey, this, this, this guy can't, can't be our leader. Yeah, It's funny. You were drafted in 1998, Ryan, and they didn't have the rookie salary cap a lot. I think you had – I imagine you had a big first contract – it's a different NFL right now where you have this four- or five-year rookie deal. So I think teams are more willing to move on from a top three pick. Uh, so I think even being, what you know, quote-unquote, a bust, the name of your podcast, a bust is a different thing now because teams are really accelerating the timeline on quarterbacks. Do you think it's possible the Jets, whether regardless of what they think of Zach Wilson as a total bust or whatever, do you think that they're going to explore new quarterbacks because, in a way, in today's NFL, you can afford to? Well, I always think that's the case now with the, with the rookie salary cap, your ability to miss on a guy and then move along. I mean, the Jets have made that their, their, their blueprint, right? Every three years, a new coach, <laughs> yeah. a new quarterback. Yep. So, so, I mean, they've, they've, they've made that a, a, an art form for them. And so 
Uh, other teams can't. No longer are you going to draft Sam Bradford and pay. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. $60 million and just be locked into it, right? I mean, there is there is significant advantages to getting a quarterback early and, and having him on a rookie contract, and hopefully he can be successful. But if he's not, uh, you move on, and you try to find the, the next right fit. I mean, I don't know where Trey Lance goes in the, in the San Francisco 49ers situation, but uh, what they had to give up to go get him I think is a big, big point in all this, especially if he doesn't pan out. Uh, as for the Zach Wilson thing, it was it's just another another scenario. It's it's all in his hands right now. It's all at his feet on how he deals with it uh, and how he'll come out of this when it's all said and done. Ryan Leaf is our guest, of course. He is host of the Straight Line on Points Bet USA. Uh, USA, pardon me, former NFL and college quarterback. We'll get to uh, you know Big Apple Cup coming up this weekend in a second, Ryan. But uh, okay, so you said it's all at his feet right now. If you were advising Zach Wilson, because he's not going to be able to win back the locker room, it doesn't look like, on the field. So if he has to do that just off the field, how does he even try to get the confidence of his teammates back? Well, I think he walks into that locker room, and he it's something I didn't do, right? I, I started fighting with my teammates, right? I started, you know, you know, living a relationship with them through the media rather than me stepping into a locker room holding myself accountable, saying, I need to get better. Can somebody help me uh, along? I, I want to be the quarterback of this team. I want to do what's best for everybody. I just need, I need some help. And that's just so foreign to guys who grew up in locker rooms and grew up around you know, a cowboy culture like, like the say I did in Montana or maybe he did in Utah, right, where you, just, you haven't seen anybody actually step up and ask for help, right? So you don't know how to do it yourself. Uh, you hope that's changing, and that's what I'd like to see. And that's that's a good start for him, right? Action. Uh, and, and then doing it to the media, right? Because a fan base in this day and age uh, can take you down. They flat out can take you down. They can put a lot of pressure on ownership and coaches. And I really do think over the last two days, simply because he didn't say anything in rebuttal or step out and go, hey, it was my fault. I have to be better. Um, I, I won't let something like this happen again. Uh, and I don't know who, who was consulting him or guiding him in any way, but, I mean, they really let him down as he let, him, let himself down, and, and clearly now he's going he's gonna to be on the bench. And, uh, and, I mean, everybody loves the backup quarterback. Mike White uh, steps up and, and plays out of his head like he did against the Bengals a year ago. Who knows? You know, who knows what that looks like. Ryan, let's say that Zach Wilson does not work out. Do you look at what the Jets did and say they should have done something differently during the draft process? Is it possible they asked the wrong questions? Or is this just something that you can't find out till you actually have the quarterback in the building? Unfortunately, you know, revisionist history is always there. I, people love to go back and say that, oh, there were all these red flags with me. and But there wasn't. I was incredibly successful, right? I, I was the leader of that football team. I did something that hadn't been done in 67 years. Those didn't exist. You don't know how you're going to deal with failure, especially when you have a bunch of money in your pocket then. You have no idea. It is a crapshoot. Zach Wilson was very talented, incredible arm strength. Uh, he was a great leader in college, played through injuries, uh, everything. You know? and, and what are we talking about? Just a few weeks ago, like, people were clamoring to get him back from the injury, and they were so excited 
when the injury wasn't going to be season-ending, right? All of those things and how quickly it shifts and turns simply because of how you deal with something. I tell people all the time, my NFL career ended after three games, and I was 2-1 and one as a starter. And it wasn't because of how I played. It was because of how I dealt with it, how I dealt with the situation, and I dealt with it poorly. And at that level, at the NFL level, if you are not able to deal with failure in a positive and healthy way, you're going to be out on your, on your tail. And that's, that's exactly where he's headed right now. Ryan, your experience and how you're able to like explain this is just amazing. Like it really is. I hope that, you know, Zach Wilson like could hear this interview because you're not comparing yourself to him at all, but like that is some real wisdom that I think he could benefit from and and quite frankly everyone can. Uh, okay, beyond the Apple Cup, Washington State Washington, we know you are a big part of that rivalry. What's your second favorite college football rivalry as it's rivalry weekend? Oh, Cat Grizz, uh, and we got that this last weekend. College game day went there. Uh, people yes. got to experience Bozeman and then an absolute smackdown of those gnarly Grizzlies, 55 <laughs> to 21. So that's what I was raised on. Uh, you know, the Bobcats of Montana State and the, and the Grizz of Montana, Cat Grizz, the Brawl of the Wild. So cool that game day was there to experience that. Ryan, what's the deal, uh, with, what, what's the deal with Herbie's feet there? Yeah, why was Can he you explain his feet that rub to us? like that? <laughs> You know, Herbie, Herbie's, a, uh, Herbie's been in this business for a long time. He's very well-respected, okay? Very Do you get your feet rubbed like that? No. Are you kidding me? I rub people's feet for him. That's, that's my job now, a lot of it. How, how do you think I've made my way up in the broadcasting world? I, I've rubbed a lot of feet over the last six years. Right. right. I, you have feet gigantic rubs. feet, too. I, I pity the PA who has to rub your feet. <laughs> Uh, by the way, during game day, my favorite part of game day, I tweeted you that this, uh, there was a trivia question. How many NFL players have come out of Montana? And the answer is how many, Ryan? Well, I've been drafted. The, the, question, the, the question was how many um, Montana born players have been drafted in the first round of the NFL draft? And there's only one. Uh, and we're and speaking to him. And it's me. So it's, uh, it's, it's rarefied air. Okay. There's, <laughs> there's, un, there's a unique. Uh, to that comes with it, um, but uh, you know it's, it's something I'm proud of. I mean, it's you don't have a trailblazer. I didn't know what I was doing. I broke a lot of eggs along the way, you know, and yep. making an omelet. And and uh, you know, I'm proud. I'm proud that I'm from Montana. I'm proud that uh, I, I'm the only one. And and I don't know. I don't know if I'll I'll only be the only. We we came close this year. We had a young man from Montana State University who grew up in Montana that was drafted in the second round. Uh, by the Atlanta Falcons as a linebacker, and he's having a heck of a heck of an early career down there in Atlanta. So, you know, I think there's going to be a player that comes along, and, and it's going to be somebody that joins joins that exclusive group. Yeah, I mean, I think you get Florida, California, Texas, and Montana's coming on strong as the fourth one. I think <laughs> yes, it's just yes, a matter yes. of time, Ryan. Troy Anderson, the guy who was taken out of, who was yeah, also from Troy Montana. Uh, okay, Ryan, before we let you go, and thanks so much for doing this today. We know you're super busy. It's Thanksgiving Eve, all of that. Uh, do you have a pick for Ohio State, Michigan? Um, I, I, I think with it being at home, uh, with the with the defensive changes with with Coach Knowles that when he came over from Oklahoma State, I think it's made this team just a little more potent. Uh, you know, Blake Corum. I don't know if he's going to go. Uh, and then I just go to when two teams step out on the field and and all things seem to feel a little equal. Who has the best quarterback? And right now, C.J. Stroud is just the best quarterback uh, on that field on on Saturday. So I expect Ohio State to win this football game. I don't know necessarily if it's it's going to be a big win or not, but. But I think they win, and I think they punch their ticket to the college football playoff knowing they'll have to play 
oh, I don't know, uh, whoever it is, just yeah. the walkover game in the Big Ten Championship. I will say this, that this season, and, and I was on the show a few weeks ago talking about how I think the Big 12 is an incredible incredible conference. I, I think what Ohio State and Michigan and maybe even Penn State a little bit, w- what they've done is they've covered up how bad the Big Ten mm. conference is this year. Mm. And so um, I think a lot of people have asked the question whether or not if, you know, if one of those teams loses in a close game, w- would they still get into the college football playoff? And I would, I would argue no. They, whoever loses this game, this is essentially a quarterfinal game to get into the playoff. Ryan, we look forward to having you uh, eating in our studio in a, in, within a week or two because we'll, we'll get we'll get a good meal going and Tasty Thursday. We got to have you back and uh, say hi to Anna and MacGyver and Happy Holiday and Happy Thanksgiving. Bud. Thanks, man. We're we're in LA. I'm out here for a couple weeks here, getting the house packed up before for the kid and and the wife move move east and uh we're going we're going to do disneyland on sunday so i know my kiddo's excited for that oh man love it's it. gonna be awesome hopefully uh everyone survives that day <laughs> uh, ryan thank you again happy thanksgiving you're the best all right that was ryan leaf check him out he is the host of the straight line on points bet usa and he also has that great podcast you mentioned called bust which is awesome oh yeah totally he tells his story in i think eight parts and it's wild there's a scene, the best part of Bust is, he said he was recruited by Miami and The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, yeah. and Warren Sapp took him out in a limousine. <laughs> oh, or man. it might have been the Heisman, I, I don't know. These guys, uh, yeah, Ryan has led an incredible life, but it, it talks about the pressure of being the number two pick on a guy like Zach Wilson. It's crazy. Quickly, quickly, Will is in North Carolina. Will, you've got about 20 seconds, bud. What's on your mind? This is Will from 2000 and. Uh, 25, and I can't wait for the Panthers to reclaim <laughs> Zach Wilson. <laughs> Take over for Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold, you, you want more yeah. former Jets quarterbacks? And use their top three pick uh, in the c- coming year on a uh, kicker. So, <laughs> ha- happy Thanksgiving. I've missed y'all the past day or two on TV, but happy Thanksgiving. I'll see you. Thanks, Will. Appreciate, it, Will. Appreciate that. Been preempted, so you can I mean, always find us on the free Odyssey app if you want to download it, or you can go to YouTube and subscribe. Lots of places. Yeah. Uh, I think Mike White might be trying out for the Panthers as well. Let's not discount that totally. <laughs> it be, it's going to be a bake-off, right? It's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. a quarterback battle. I mean, Flacco's only 38. He's got some uh, miles left in there. You don't think so. Oh, but. please. Uh, three games on Thanksgiving Day slate. Who has the most at stake? We'll get to that in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff on this Thanksgiving Eve. Just a moment. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.